you're going and don't try to look look around. Amen. Amen. And then it was interesting to see as I left home, uh, it was like, you know, you're so focused in getting to a, a place, getting here, the materials I needed to bring with me, I totally left. But the blessing of it is I had already saved them. Uh, Google has this place. You don't have to keep anything on your computer, your hard drive anymore. And so I already uploaded them so I can get them from anywhere. And so I just stopped to a UPS store and printed them out there and kept on moving because I knew if I went back home, I was going to have to wait for a computer to start up and everything else. So keep, keep things remote. You know, don't keep them on your hard drive anymore if you, as much as possible. This is going to be a, 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 a very blessed lesson. And, and as Pastor and I were speaking, um, it's, one of the, it's going to be a lesson whereas we may not finish tonight, but at the same time, if, if we do, that's fine. If not, if, if we go next week, that's fine as well. And it's not a lesson where you have to necessarily focus on uh, the scriptures that we're going to go through, but you know, I'm going to pass out something, I guess, Sunday or next week so everyone will have it, 
you know, the same scriptures that we've gone through, and we want, uh, would like for this to be like a church document, whereas any one time they have the question on this subject, bam, here you go, you know. And with that said and done, uh, and I remember something Pastor said last week in terms of December, we're going to focus on uh, Jesus and focus on Christmas, and you will see that come to pass tonight as well. Uh, the, top, the title for this lesson is going to be Christ Jesus and His Anointing. And so whenever you hear that, you know, many of us, if we grew up in the Baptist church now, we weren't necessarily taught this. And, but at the same time, it, it's, it's already been there the entire time, and that's the blessing because now we will know the, the real meaning of Christmas. We would know why He came, why He lived, why He bled, why He died, and why He rose again. Everything, all the answers are going to be there. And if you have any questions at any time, you know, raise your hand, and uh, we, we're just going to, we're going to dive into the deep water, okay? We ready to swim? Are we ready to swim? Amen. Amen. And, and just a point of reference, I, I brought out one of my, my tools of the trade that I learned in ministry called a strong concordance. Uh, you can use, have something very similar if you use any type of Bible software on a computer, but when you just need hard copy and paper, I don't, have to, I don't remember all the scriptures in terms of saying, okay, uh, Matthew 25 and 4, what does that say? Right. You know, if I remember the phrase, if I remember just the word, you know, pull out your Strong's Concordance, yes. every word in the Bible is right here. Yes. Okay? Every word in the Bible. And, and in the Old Testament, it tells you what the words mean in the Hebrew language. And in the New Testament, it tells you what the word means in the Greek and the Latin. Because at the same time, we have to understand, we are dealing with a translation already. The King James Version is not the Bible as it was originally written. It was not written in the English language. Okay? And if, you, if you've seen the movie Passion of the Christ, when Christ was on the cross, he was speaking in Latin. Okay? So we are already, and you know, sometimes we, we have this thing, well, if you're not reading from King James, you know, questions come up. But at the same time, King James is a translation itself. Okay? And so tonight, within, uh, this is why, and I think we're going to have to get one for the church because just, just like last week, there were some questions coming up. You know, I, I'm only, what, 42? I don't remember everything like I used to. Okay? And I'm the youngest one in the room, I think. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to get me a book okay. to go in my office so we'll have Amen. 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 Between this and a uh, parallel Bible, Hey, you can set me down anywhere. <laughs> Give me any topic. I'm running like a Labrador retriever for you at that point, you know. Amen. And so the question tonight is, who is this Jesus and what is the anointing? And first, in understanding this, we have to understand that the Old and New Testaments are mirror reflections of one another with Christ Jesus being the hinge mm -hmm. that keeps everything intact. Just as B.C. means before Christ, A.D. means Anno Domini, which is translated as in the year of our Lord. Without Jesus Christ, there's no need for a B.C. and for A.D. It just doesn't exist. So no matter what faith anyone celebrates across the world, they still have to come together and say, okay, well, today is, what, December, whatever, 2007, in the year of our Lord. Yes. They still have to bow down 
and and and, and, and use the the identity of Jesus Christ whether they believe in Him or not. Okay. Uh, on my job, we uh, we for research deeds at the courthouse, mm. and uh, on the deeds it'll say uh, this property was sold on such and such date in the year of our Lord. Also, amen, yes. amen. See, and, and and then at the same time, we as Christians have to realize the power that has been given to us just by affiliation and association with Jesus Christ. If we just get a glimpse of that power, we will start walking off some of the plantations that we've been living in spiritually and within our minds. Because the Old Testament is the prophetic declaration before Christ was born in the flesh that he was coming. And the New Testament is the published declaration that the Messiah had indeed come. Now let's turn to our first uh, scripture tonight, which is going to be found in Isaiah in the Old Testament Isaiah 10 and 27. Isaiah 10 and 27. And to find Isaiah is find uh, Psalms and Proverbs, and it's going to be shortly thereafter. Okay. And uh, uh, Dick Klontz, if you can. Is, if there's any uh, computer paper or something that we have, we may just want to pass out some yeah, sheets to everybody. And remember, don't, you don't have to focus on writing the scripture, but write what's, what question is coming to your spirit as we're going through everything tonight. Okay, Isaiah 10 and 27. Would someone read it for us? And it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken away from off the shoulders and the yoke from off the neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. Now we see that the children of Israel were so accustomed uh, used to being oppressed and held down that they required a divine prophetic word from the Lord that their situation was going to change due to God's intervention. Mm -hmm. But we, we understand that God has a process. God just doesn't do things randomly. And God has a process that he works through that is also found with, you know, we're going to go to Genesis next. But what this scripture says, when it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed of the anointing. This is, many times when people are speaking of the anointing, this is one of those key verses they refer to. And remember, Isaiah is not speaking as Isaiah, but he's speaking as God speaks through him. Mm -hmm. And so many times you will hear the anointing as being listed as the burden, removing yoke, destroying power of God. Mm -hmm. Burden removed, burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Because anytime there is the anointing that is present, a burden is going to be removed. That's right. Okay? That's right. And a yoke is going to be destroyed as well. And then one thing about, if you want to uh, see what the difference is between a burden and a yoke, mm -hmm. a burden is more like a short-term handicap. Mm -hmm. Okay? A yoke is like a long-term handicap. Mm -hmm. For example, slavery was a long-term handicap. Right. Okay? A burden might be, hey, I'm broken down on the highway. No one out here is stopping for me. No one knows my name. Mm -hmm. 
but you know somebody pulls up who is able to help you get back on the road and keep going. Okay, and so that's one of the key verses. Now turn with me uh, to Genesis one. Now, have you had, brother? Yet? Oh yeah, I was thinking about that yoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yoke is something like a gas, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like a mule. Right. Well, think. Let's think of some of the yokes in. You know, if you addicted to drugs, alcohol, that's a yoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <Okay. laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it takes God to get you off those things. That's you know, if you used to lying, <laughs> that's a yoke. That's not a burden. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Because he, tell, he told us what? The exact opposite of that yoke and that burden that pulls you, pushes you down. Mm-hmm. God says, hey, it's going to be easy. You know, but at the same time, that just like we were saying last week about the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the flesh seems to want something heavy. The flesh seems to want something that's not going to let it go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God's letting us know that it's, it's going to be so easy, mm-hmm. you know, just move in my direction. Right. Meet me halfway, you know, and God will take us even further. Now, in Genesis, we were, we're going to see the process that God uses. Mm-hmm. And looking at... Genesis 1 and 1 tells us, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Okay? And verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Okay? And then going to 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Okay? And then in verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Mm-hmm. Okay? And in verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Okay, verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Okay, and then verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Okay, and verse 24, and God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And to, verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Verse 29, I'm not going to read the whole verse, but it says, starts off, mm-hmm. and God said, right. okay, and this is the process, mm-hmm. okay, God, God, like I said, God doesn't mumble, or God just doesn't throw something out there, God works from the inside out, mm-hmm. so that means that before God says something, the, his order is already there, That's right. 
He's already worked it out. But the moment God says something, it's there. You know, and the, you know, he said something, and there was. So, tying this together, we should understand that God works through his speech. Okay? Which we know as his word. The six days of creation was made possible by God the Father speaking, let there be, and then there was a way made from no way, light made from darkness, empty space filled the universe, time was separated from, and still exists within eternity. My brothers and sisters, we exist no other place than within the mind of God, which is the wisdom of God. We are already in his mind. That's right. We're a part of him. Right, right. Amen. God is not something that is out there right. and we are over here. We're, we're, we're in the mind of God. Amen. Okay? Mm-hmm. The head. That's why the head is not detached from the body. Mm-hmm. And that's why in verse 26 where it says, and let us make man in our own image. There you go. That's why within each of our households, we've already created either heaven or hell. <laughs> it exists because we have that same power that God, I mean, because everything is God. Mm-hmm. We are no different in God's mind in terms of what it took to create us other than my physical body from this wood. Because if you had to start all over, you know, we know that man is trying to clone you know, everything, but it took eternity to get you here. Yep. <laughs> okay? No matter how old you think you may be, it took eternity to get you here. In order to get you here again, you would have to start, go all the way back mm-hmm. and start all over through these six days and seven days God rested mm-hmm. to get you here. That's how important it is for each of us. That's why when he later told us, uh, thou shalt not kill, mm-hmm. because that was your value. Okay? Right. That's why you cannot, you know, that's why you cannot take your own life because it took eternity to get you here. That's how important we are in God's sight. And because we exist no other place than within the mind of God, we understand that every time God spoke and speaks, something is made visible from the invisible spirit realm. Being created in the image of God our own words, beliefs, and thoughts become expressed through our actions. You know, no matter what you believe in, you're going to carry out what's in your mind, mm-hmm. even if it's the wrong thing. Has, has everyone given you some bad advice or told you, give you some bad directions, and you start moving in that direction, then you realize, okay, I should have been there by now, or this is not matching up with what they told me? But at the same time, you're, you're moving in that direction. But at the same time, even when you're, let's say, dealing with someone, you may not have the full picture, you know, because everyone is not going to confess and say, well, I'm trying to take advantage of you. You know, I hate when people walk up to me in parking lots. My guard goes way up, <laughs> especially if I'm with my girls. Oh, no, don't, don't approach me in a, in a grocery store parking lot as I'm trying to put them in the car. My defense shield just <laughs> click, 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 <laughs> you know. I don't want to hear it. You may have the best intentions, but I'm like, my, my answer is no at that point. Right. You know, and it, but at the same time, it's just like, you may not have the full story that someone's trying to tell you, but after a while, that small, still voice tells you, this person's trying to pull something over on you. Mm. 
you know, you just get that feeling, you know, that, that, that feeling in your gut, your stomach like, something about this is just not selling with me, you know, and then at the same time, if you've done somebody wrong and you go to bed, you start twisting and turning, fluffing the pillow, pulling the cover up and down, like, you know, we got to talk about this thing. You know, that's why God tells us, you know, let what the sun go down on your wrath. You know, he's trying to tell us these things to keep us in order. Okay? And so every time God was saying something, God was not there by himself. Because that's why he said, let us, in verse 26, versus let me do something. Okay? And so we're, we're talking tonight about Christ Jesus and his anointing. And so in verse 26, and where it says 26 and 27. Reverend, who, who was that us? Okay. That, break, break that, that down for us. Okay. Who was there? It was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because we already said that God, when God speaks, what? That is his word. Mm-hmm. That is who? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when it's being done... Through the power of God, who is there? Who's doing that? That's the Holy Spirit. Okay? So now we, we, we're able to, you know, spark those two wires. Jesus was there from the beginning. From the very beginning. From the very beginning. And that was the problem that the young ladies was having. They were together last week. We had a difficult time understanding that. And this would have been a good audience for her to be. Amen. A better understanding of what you clarified about what she was talking about. Amen. Amen. Right, right. Even though she's not here tonight, she 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 got the message. Amen, amen. Now, now let's turn and see this uh, in the Bible for us. Turn with me to John, the Gospel according to Saint John, the first chapter, because we want everybody to see it. And have that confidence within themselves. And so from now on, we are, we are able to say, okay, you know, I know what the anointing is. I know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. I know why he came. I, I know, you know, I know where to find these things. And I've seen it for myself in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And will someone read for us? Uh, John, the first chapter. And someone read from verses 1 through 18 for us. In the beginning was the Word, mm-hmm. and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Mm-hmm. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. Mm-hmm. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended its not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came from a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Mm-hmm. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Mm-hmm. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. 
but as many as received him, to them gave the power to become the sons of God, mm. Mm -hmm. even to them that believe on his name, mm. which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor mm. of the will of man, but of God. Mm. Mm. And the word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, mm -hmm. full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke. I spoke. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Mm -hmm. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Mm -hmm. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth cometh by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 18, one more. 18. Mm -hmm. No man hath seen God at any time, mm -hmm. the only begotten Son, which is the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, you, you can just shout right there. Amen. You know, you can just shout right there because uh, everything, I mean, answers a whole lot of questions. And then the beauty of it is, until you get to verse 17, it doesn't even say Jesus Christ. Okay? This is where that faith have, has to kick in because if you're reading, reading this and uh, you still have questions about who they're talking about, you, you might as well leave the movie now. You don't miss the rest of it. You know, but when it tells us in verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And then, then I just saw two things in verse 12 and verse 18 that I didn't see in preparing for tonight. In 18 it says, no man has seen, has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. Where are your words? In your bosom, in your chest, in your heart. That's where all of our words come from. And so in the heart, in the chest of God, that's where Jesus came from. Mm -hmm. He hath declared him. Mm -hmm. God hath declared Jesus. Amen. And then in verse 12 it says, But as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, mm -hmm. even to them that believe on his name. Mm -hmm. and, and remember there where it says sons is not excluding the women because it's talking about mankind itself. It's not talking about our, our cats and our dogs, mm -hmm. our horses and our mules and our pigs. It's talking about mankind as uh, the human race. Mm -hmm. And so now, with, with the verses that we've covered already tonight, now we can see Jesus in a different light because Christ is not Jesus' last name. Okay? Christ is not Jesus' last name. And Joseph nor Mary or any of the children that were later born within their marriage had Christ on their birth certificates. It wasn't there. They did not have Christ on their tax records or the census reports. Christ is the title that Jesus holds and holds alone. Christ. Now let's, let's get into this word Christ. Before you go, go mm -hmm. further, I'd like to read number, number 11 here. Mm -hmm. say he was in the world. Mm -hmm. say he was in the world. And the world... Exactly. Exactly. Amen. 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right. And he received them not. Right. Amen. Amen. Because remember what I was saying last week? Israel is real. Anytime you work operating outside of your name, you're going to do the exact opposite of what your name means. Okay? You know, that's why Jacob was renamed Israel because Jacob meant what? Does anyone know what Jacob meant? Jacob meant trickster. He was a con artist. <laughs> he was a con artist. So, and God dealt with Jacob. He had to change his name. Be what? Right, right. Exactly, exactly. He was a con artist. Remember how he did his brother? And then what? What happened uh, uh, with Rachel? You know, he, he worked. Right, right. Chickens came home to roost. He was a trickster. And then he was a fugitive. See, exactly, exactly. So anytime, you can even start, you know, I was at uh, Costco uh, this week. You know, there are these books that tell you the meaning of your name, and you would be surprised. You know, you thought your parents just came up with some kind of name. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And, and this is one of those reasons why you have these young mothers today who come up with these names and don't know the meaning. You know, just because you don't know the meaning doesn't mean that there isn't a meaning. Mm -hmm. You might be reaching over in some part of Europe or Africa, he who will go to jail before he's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, he who's going to steal every chance he gets. You know, just because we didn't know the name, but because Jacob was named Jacob and God had a special plan for him, right. God had to rearrange the letters to create, you know, in Jacob. And that's why his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. He exactly. He, 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 and, and, the, and the nation of Israel, when they're not accepting Jesus Christ, God, still they're God's chosen people, but they're not living, they are falling short of the glory of God that God has for them. That's why they couldn't receive Jesus. You know, Israel, the opposite of Israel is, is false. You know, until you bow down and confess Jesus Christ, you, you might mean well, but hey, you're not going to cross that end zone. All right. Amen. Now, the word Christ itself, is, it means anointed, and it's a translation of the Hebrew word uh, Messiah, anointed, or Messiah, as it was translated into the English language. To Christian something means to anoint, to rub, to touch. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so when we're talking about uh, Christian, when I look this up in the Random House on the Bridge Dictionary, anoint means to rub or sprinkle on, to um, apply an unguent ointment or oily liquid to, mm -hmm. to smear with any liquid. Uh, definition three, to consecrate or make sacred in a ceremony that includes the token applying of oil. He anointed the new priest as an example. And fourth, to dedicate to the service of God. That's what the word anoint means. Now, uh, in the American Heritage Dictionary, anoint means to apply oil, ointment, or a similar substance to. Two, 
to put all on during the religious ceremony as a sign of sanctification or consecration. Three, to choose by or as if by divine intervention. And so Christian means the same thing. There's no difference between the word to Christian something and to anoint something. It means that something was rubbed on. You know, something, you know, to rub, to touch. And so the next question then becomes, but what was Jesus anointed with, one may ask. And then while we're still in John, let's turn to the 29th through the, 20, the 29th verse to find out what John witnessed upon Jesus. Remember, this was the same John who said, you know, that I'm coming before him, but he is preferred before me. Yeah. You know, the ones whose shoes I am not worthy to loosen. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we uh, we're still in John, the first chapter, beginning at the 29th verse. And will someone read verses 29 through 34 for us? The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. This is he whom I, whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, mm-hmm. for he was before me. Mm-hmm. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. Mm-hmm. And John bare record, saying, I thought his spirit descending from heaven like a dove, mm-hmm. and it abhorred upon him. Mm-hmm. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I saw and bear record this, that this is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that it? Yes, that's it. Amen. Amen. And, and then in verse 32, read verse 32 again. Okay. And John bared record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. Amen. That's what anointed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. Amen. John, John saw this, and John was saying that in verse... Uh, where it was in verse 33, that John had already received the prophetic unction that, okay, you're going to baptize with water. Mm-hmm. But when you see this spirit descending, this is your clue to know who you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and then, but Jesus baptized with what? The the, right, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So this is the substance of the anointing. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Amen. And even when we use the physical oil, it's just a earthly representation <coughs> of that spiritual Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Anybody's lights turning on? Yes. Yeah. Even when John was baptized, he baptized Jesus. And John couldn't see the Spirit, but he saw the dove that represent the Spirit. Hallelujah. And, and the dove is a symbol of what? Peace. 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 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. You remember when Michael Jackson was uh, on trial, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and the lady came and she let these doves mm. loose. Mm -hmm. I, I forget how many she let loose. Mm -hmm. Amen. But that's what those doves represented then was peace. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's what Amen. they was hoping to get out of that cage was the peace, mm -hmm. you know. Amen. Uh, from that cage, because a lot of people were really mad. Exactly. Exactly. And even, I think, during the Olympics, and many times, like, yeah, these big ceremonies, they're going, right. Yeah. You remember, even, even the artist known as Prince had a song, mm -hmm. When Doves Cry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> 1984. Yeah, 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 exactly. Amen. 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 And, and so when we, we're understanding this is... You know, because a lot of people separate themselves and say, well, I'm here and this is over there. Mm -hmm. There's no separation. Mm -hmm. There's no separation. Because when, when John saw this, John was already doing a great work, but that's when John realized, okay, this is the Son of God. This is the Son of God. Uh, but, but preacher, also now in verse uh, 29, mm -hmm. when John saw Jesus, he said this... He said unto him, he said to Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Mm. And, and that's what John called him. And, 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 and we know what a lamb does. Lamb means meekness. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that John uh, called him the Lamb of God is because he knew how much Christ was going to have to suffer mm. and that, that he was going go to have to go to the cross, Amen. you know, with his suffering. Amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that he was going to be slaughtered. Amen. That was the most important part. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes, the lamb who was slain. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, why do you let those out of so strict view? Is this for the family or for the, the one that did it? More of a symbol. I mean, because remember, even the family itself, you can't do anything That's for the person's soul. Yeah. Right. But you know, but you know, doing that for reading, man, is always confusing there. That hate thing still going on. Oh, Devil's yeah. still present. You let they, I guess they let the dogs go be a similar piece. Amen. You know, in the family there, because there be some things going on there when somebody passed away now. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, they going somewhere to Exactly. Exactly. And they are, again, as the only child, I didn't have any siblings to argue with about anything, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, that that security or what you thought. Mm -hmm in terms of the, the, uh, the cheerleader. And then it was like, you know, the thing about mothers is mothers believe you no matter what. Right. They, they have the faith and trust in their child no matter what. Mm -hmm. The mother can see you on the 6 o'clock news, going into the bank, robbing the bank on TV, and still say, not my child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they don't believe it. <laughs> you, know, you know, you pull the mask off, hey, mama, how you doing? You know, with, at gunpoint, not my child. <laughs> Some, somebody put something on it, you know. Somebody tricked him into doing it. Not my child, but you know, like he's on TV, man. You know, but that's that's a mother's love. That's a mother's love. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It was a lot of parents out there. They would tell, oh, my, my children, they are evangelists. They love God and they, they pray and all that. They had me back crying out there, man. I, I was about to, about to cry, man. They got in there, boy, the jokes are calling out of joy. They had me back, okay, hold on. They had me back, 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 hold on. <laughs> now, now, within that same vein, you know how the enemy tries to trick, and the enemy, you know, gives you a piece of something or lets you one of your senses uh, detect something, and then if you're not careful, you fall for a trap. Uh, let's turn turn to Luke, the Luke uh, Gospel according to Saint Luke, the fourth chapter, and look at the 14th verse, and we're going to see something how Satan tried to work. Mm. Mm. Luke, the fourth chapter, turn it back to your left, mm -hmm. and the fourteenth reverse. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, let me give you the, the timeline here. This is right after Jesus returned from being in the wilderness. He'd already passed the test that Satan was trying to trick him with. All right. Okay. And then at this time, Jesus comes out of the, out of the wilderness, and then he comes to Nazareth. And so it was the custom there uh, in that time, everyone did not have a Bible. Okay. They, they pulled out the scrolls of the Word. But different people would take turns reading the scrolls because if... You know, that's what the, the bar mitzvah was about, meant that you were old enough and that you understood how to read the word of God. And so when Jesus came out and went to Nazareth and went to the temple, uh, looking at verse 16 and 17, when they opened the book, guess what they were reading that day? They were reading the book from the prophet Isaiah, who we start tonight's lesson off with. And this is what Jesus read in verse 18 and 19. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20, and he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Mm -hmm. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Mm -hmm. And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Now, when we were talking about the anointing, look back at verses 18 and 19, because this is 
the essence of what the anointing allows Jesus and anyone who's anointed to do. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is why you're hearing, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, this is what Jesus was empowered to do as a result of this anointing. And so, the anointing is the touching of the Holy Spirit. And verses 18 and 19 are the true nature of what is possible only through the anointing. Now we can look back over history and we can now identify how certain people were able to do certain things. This is how Dr. King was able to have the civil rights movement as great of a success as it was. Why? Because to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach deliverance to the captives. Okay? When you're sitting at the back of the bus, you're a captive. You're not free to sit in the front of the bus and you're not free to own the bus. Amen? Amen. 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 When, when you, you know, I remember what was the movie, the autobiograph, autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Yeah. When it came time to use the water fountain, you had to, uh, you know, you had to look for signs. Right, right. You know, you, and when it time, came time to use the restroom, you had to look for signs to see if it was permissible. Yeah. Or you had to go around the building and find the bushes. I can only, I cannot imagine you know, and, and we know that, you know, children got into trouble because they couldn't hold it. They just went to the first thing they saw. But then again, as a result of that, guess the whole country was free. Because the whole thing about the civil rights movement, it still comes, came back down to money. You know, you can look at anything, any type of financial records or history. This country was poor, far poorer by having everything separate. Because you had to build two schools. You had to build all these th different things to keep people separated. Deacon Yezza? A lot of people may not remember that. You know, but that's the reason why a lot of, back in the day, <coughs> most black people, when they were traveling, they had to fix it on you. Because you just couldn't stop anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, I know my father worked on the railroad. And we got free trips a year. Mm -hmm. And... But you couldn't go in the dining car and eat. That's right. Oh, really? You had, you had to fix the lunch. I never get in a shoebox or whatever yeah. stuff, and you, could, you ate on the train. You, know, you couldn't right. go in the dining room and eat. A lot, right. of people, a lot of people don't remember those days. So I, yeah. I remember from the terminal station over in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. White water fountain, mm -hmm. colored water fountain. Yeah. Bathroom the same way. Really? You know, I remember when a uh, black policeman couldn't like a white man. Mm -hmm. He could hold him the white police got there, but yeah. he couldn't. And they called them all kind of names, but it's right. out there, you know. Wow. Yeah. I remember all, I remember a lot of it. I remember those, uh, old nasty water fountains. Yeah, the word one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I 
tells you how great and powerful God is and anointed is mm-hmm. to overcome all of these things. Right. And then you can even go back even further because I found out that uh, many of the patents that Alexander Graham Bell used to invent the telephone were created by a black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So anytime you reach in your pocket and look, grab your cell phone, your, the computer, you know, 
satellite TV, anything. Right. Right. Until we started having Black History Month and stuff like that, there's a lot of things that black people invented that I, I didn't know about. Exactly. You know, until we started having uh, Black History Month mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, there's a lot of things that black did to contribute. Exactly. Where we are today. Exactly. And even the uh, nation's capital, uh, Washington, D.C., you know, black man laid it out. Mm-hmm. Well, history, you know that book, The History Lost Trade and Be Stolen. Mm. They, they, didn't, they took it from us. They didn't want it published to begin with. That's right. why the school books was written away. with little black right. Campbell, right. you know, and all this kind of thing. Mm. But it's a part of history that was lost they and took betrayed. It they did it on purpose. Mm. They did it on purpose. Mm. They did it on purpose. You know, exactly. that was, a, that was a, a, a setback that really mm. set our kids back again and again and again. And we're still fighting these books to be published. Right, right. right. It's ridiculous. Right. It's and, totally ridiculous. And then what makes it even sadder is that you would now have people to fight to stay at the back of the bus or to go to the lowest depths of society, mm-hmm. you know, by calling each other out, out of their given names and creating these things and say, well, you know, now we turn around and, it, and we take the, the sting out of it. You're not taking the sting out of that. You know, you, you're not overcoming 400 years of history there. You know, you're not going to build up somebody, you know, and, and then, you know, show you how, how limited we are in our thinking these same images and messages are sent around the world. And so when you travel to a different country, these people are th- calling you these names mm-hmm. and, th- and wondering why you're not happy about it. In the, in the early 80s, uh, I just got over in Germany. And they actually, some of the Germans actually thought that we had tails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What year was this? Y'all heard what he said. He said 80. Now he's not talking about World War One, World War Two. Well, I I knew when I was in uh, Utah within the past year, and Pastor Goodman and I were talking. I was at a I was at a Walmart. Uh, I knew I wasn't on the same earth. <laughs> 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 I might have been the same United States, but it wasn't the same earth. And I was like, no, uh-uh. You know, because I'm getting so, I, I wasn't getting the looks of a shoplifter, but I was getting the looks of a E.T. or an astronaut or an alien or something, you know. And, and then you, it took me a while to realize that some of these kids, I may have been the first black man that they actually saw live walking the street. You see the good places around. Are you talking about going to Tennessee? We had training to go to Wisconsin, a place called Spartan. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for the, the military base up on there. You wouldn't see why I'm black. But they had to think, oh, the cheese pepper. Mm. We bored on post. 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 where I was supposed to go. I went in a church in Texas when I mm. first got there. 
I thought it was a black church. It wasn't. People looked at me from the time I came in the door and followed me all the way with their eyes. Mm -hmm. They say, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know, no one said nothing to me the whole service. When I got up and left, they looked at me like, get out of here fast. Mm -hmm. Wow. I had that, uh, relate that experience when I went to the church that I finally joined when I got to Texas. That was the ugliest thing that I ever experienced in my life. Wow. And come to find out. This is the sheet. We talk about that sheet you had on it. Uh-huh. They use that same church to have on it. What? Hey, this is true. Wow. I, I believe you. I, I believe you. I all this out. And like I tell you, when I moved to Texas, I'm in, hey, 198 people, mm-hmm. able three blacks in the whole town, <laughs> newbie on the block, buying land down there that, that has been in the generations and after generations. They didn't want you to have it no how. Right. That's how my house got burned down. I, I thought that story. That's how my house got burned down. Wow. You want a good point, man. People think that prejudice and racism is gone now in the 2000s. Come on. You in a corporate society, uh, you in a certain economic district, all they have done is change face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they said the biggest racial thing is, they said we all Christians, but it's in the church. But they say we we all are Christian, we are brother, we are Christian. Right. But when it comes to the church, you know, it's got a different 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 outlook on it. Right. Yeah, because you say I'm, I'm gonna treat you like you treat. I, they're good in your workplace. They'll treat you good at on your job. They mm-hmm. are taught, but in the church house, mm-hmm. it's a whole different religion. Right. right. But they say we serve the same God. Mm-hmm. You have value to them. You have personal value or economic mm-hmm. value in the workplace. Mm. Yeah. You know, praising my God? What's wrong? It's like the white church. I know this. Yeah. Some of them I felt comfortable around. Right. And then some of them I felt uncomfortable around. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they looked like, some of them like they were glad to see us and all this. But then some right. of them looked like they were saying like, you know, well, what, we what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible said we got the love in spite of. Right. But they haven't, o- haven't overcome that part. Right. Right. You know, now we can receive them just as good, you know, right. as, as Christian. But we have no problem with right. it. But receiving us, that's not, they got the problem with yeah. it. Right. Exactly. I think they're kind of coming around because of the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you're looking at. Right. Because you got a great voice, you build our choir. Right. So we love your music. Like they told us, we love y'all music. We love y'all music. And never seen a church can praise God. You know, black folks can praise God. Because they started way back then, never they see. You know, right. that's where it started at. Exactly. You know, that's where it started at. But, but you know, one, one thing that you always say, I look at mm-hmm. is that even with these churches now that are becoming more and more integrated, mm-hmm. you still have to look at, okay, where is the leadership? Right. You know, because many people will say, okay, come in, you know, pay, you know, do your, your tithes, your offerings, but in terms of the leadership, you know, it, it's still not there. Right. I mean, because, you know, these days uh, there's this church on Veterans Memorial they just got an, uh, a new black pastor, and it's just like, you know, as you're driving by and see the different signs they have out in front of the church, you can tell there's been this big monumental change, mm-hmm. bec- and they're still struggling. Right. I mean, because Mableton itself has already flipped. Right. You know, the demographics have already flipped, so it's just like, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave this church now? Mm-hmm. You know, for some of them who've been there for years, but it's, you know, I give them credit for, you know, taking the step. And we know that this black pastor was sent. Mm-hmm. 
he, he wasn't just the door thrown open and invited in. Right. But at the same time, you know, within the, within the body of Christ, you, you would now see levels and degrees of acceptance of God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, again, some people say, well, you know, I'm here, the Bible is there, you know, I can pick it up, I can close it, I can move it anyplace else, but the whole universe is made by the power of God. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to, because you accept or deny, it's not going to, you know, make this word null and void. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, when people start beginning to understand that, uh, even when you start looking and trying to find, okay, Jesus, I, I receive you as Savior, but show me a little bit more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you start asking questions and you start looking around like, you know, you start getting a, a better mental, physical picture of Jesus than anything else. Because when you start looking at the country, you know, the people, what they look like today, what the people looked like then, and it starts, it starts opening up some doors. I mean, because, you know, the traditional pictures in churches of Jesus could be no further than the truth. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, you can't believe everything you see, everything you, you, you've been told. You have to start reading some things and start doing some examination yourself. Now, now let's... That's right. All right. Make it plain now. <laughs> now, now let's go on and see what is the result of the anointing in Second Corinthians uh, three and seventeen. Second uh, Corinthians kind of go deep, go after Romans about the what, second second book after Romans, I think. Yeah. Second Corinthians three. In seventeen. Now the Lord is that spirit, mm-hmm. and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Mm-hmm. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So remember what we just read in Luke mm-hmm. about liberty? Mm-hmm. We see the same thing here, and we're seeing that it's still by the same anointing mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Right. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, yes. there's liberty. Amen. And then, you know, what we were just talking about before mm-hmm. about how people feel differently because they're looking at that flesh. Right. You know, they can't get beyond the flesh, mm-hmm. and that means you're never going to pick me up in terms of spirit. Right. You know. You know, and because because the word tells us we are changed into the same image, mm. from glory to glory, mm-hmm. even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're talking about the Word of God, who are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Jesus, and and the word Christ is not his last name, but it's his what? Title. title. Mm-hmm. And his title means. Uh, Christian means to anoint, to rub, okay, to apply the oil, and when we're talking about that oil, that oil still represents what? Who? Who? No, who is the oil? Who is the power of God? God the 
the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. And so when, whenever you have the anointing, that's where there's liberty. Right. Now this is how the anointing is so has so many different uh, uses and so many different seeds of fruit that it could bear because you know the same Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is not going to necessarily anoint everybody to do the same thing. Some people have the anointing to cook. Some people have the anointing to make clothes. Mm -hmm. Some people have the anointing of hospitality. Some people have the anointing of speaking an encouraging word, right. singing. Some people have the anointing to pray. Some people even have the anointing to, to, to fix the, the, the rustiest, junkiest car mm -hmm. you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I have an uncle that I've taken several cars that probably shouldn't have even been on the highway, you know, and this is that way out of no way. Okay, this is how that anointing works because, you know, he goes under the hood, he doesn't have to use a, a company manual or anything. You know, hey, when you come back, the car is running fine. You know, you don't have to, and the, the anointing makes up for the lack of money. Yeah, but no matter what that anointing you have, you always give that thanks to who? God. Amen. Amen. No matter what. Amen. Amen. And, and that's acknowledging where it comes from. Right. Where right. It comes from. Right, because the God is our source and He is our supply. Uh -huh. It didn't come from any place else. Right. And remember, remember the woman who wanted—not uh, the woman, but the the man who wanted to buy the anointing mm -hmm. because they had this woman out there who was telling fortunes and everything. Right. Right. And then when they when they uh, rebuked her, the spirit left, and it was like you know they were upset because they cut the money flow. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Sister Cleo couldn't read a fortune anymore. He's <laughs> like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> you know. And then that's when we even go back into the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 8 and 18. God gives us the power to obtain wealth. God gives us the power to do any, to make any type of increase. That's why the, the birds of the air are not crying because they know a way is going to be made for them. And, and so this is how we understand it where we hear right here that now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is not worrying mm -hmm. there is not confusion man and so as we wrap this lesson up tonight we understand that the triune God and God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are never separated from one another in spirit and in truth Amen. as Jesus Christ mentioned to the woman of the well and here's one more verse or section we're going to read tonight before we close. Let's turn back to John. Liberty? Liberty. Okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me go into the opposite of uh, liberty. The opposite of liberty would be captivity. Okay. The right. Enslaved. Uh, yeah. Right, freedom. Yeah. There you go. Right. You know, e even even debt will have you enslaved. Mm -hmm. You know, you're scared to pick up your own phone. Mm -hmm. You know, you're scared to park your car in front of your own house. Mm -hmm. You know, you're uh, uh, even even at you know good grades mm -hmm. would be liberty. You know, you're not having to repeat grades. Amen. Somebody else. Amen. So that's why the Holy Spirit would have liberty in this place. Amen. Because that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit is. It would have its liberty. Amen. No matter what the Spirit has to do, it's going to have its liberty. Amen. So if you come bound, that it's going to lose you. Right. And 
And then after I was reading words, we were talking about in the same image. So number one, remember, we are the image of God. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit is of God. Amen. So he will have the liberty. Amen. He will be free. Amen. So God said, I come to set the captives free. free. And they have liberty to praise and worship him. So we have that right because we are part of Christ. Amen. We are the image. So exactly. we are free. We are free from slavery. We are free from bondage. We are free to allow God to be God. Mm -hmm. So all things that press us down is we ourselves. So the Hallelujah. that have the image of Hallelujah. God, that we are somebody. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? We were bought by Christ. Exactly. We were ambassadors. We Hallelujah. Go ahead. Are, keep going. Keep going. We are God. And that's who we are. Exactly. Because we are image. You know what? That means, that means, I mean God. Have mercy. Oh, I mean, the image of God. Right, right. In the image, that we have authority right. over the enemy. That's what Jesus did. Hallelujah. He put a devil under his feet. Mm -hmm. So that same image that we had, God said, because you are me, you have it also. Hallelujah. So we're the ones that block ourselves right. for right. being what God wants to be. Right. Because we are somebody in Christ Jesus. Exactly. We bought with a pot. And so what happened with Pharaoh when he didn't want to let the, the children go? <laughs> First lady, yeah. what happened to Pharaoh? Oh, he had to, he had to go. He had to, he had to lose it. He, he didn't have no authority over. Yeah, right. So listen, when God said, "Let him go," you got to let him go. Yeah, right. Let him free. You can be hardheaded. Oh, yeah. we're gonna have to be stubborn. You can resist it, but there's also an aspect. Right, right. It's an aspect, aspect. Right. But he had to lose right. it. Right, right. Right. You know, and even with us, when God does to do something, and we're gonna be just like Pharaoh, it's a punishment. You know exactly. what I'm exactly. Because we are kicking against the bread. That's why I said we are able to be free. Exactly. And be obedient to what God has called us so we are part of him. God is, he is obedient. Yes. And that's what he wants us to be. Yeah. So once we walk in obedience to God, that pleases God. Amen. When we walk in disobedience, that, 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 that upsets God. Yes, yes. Because we are obedient children. Exactly. To our father. Amen. Well, you talking about that, like, man, it's his word. Exactly. It's the same way when I was a seller. Let me tell you something. What's enemy? <laughs> when I was out there doing what I had to do, what I thought I had to do and everything, I was beating myself up. Mm. But I was free once I became a seller. I said, come on, I got free that now. Right. I ain't had to worry about that no more. Right. Oh, come on. Right. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. Right. Right. I was beating myself thinking, hey, I'm all right because mm. I'm doing my own work and not listening to the mm. Right. You know what I mean? I know. And man, I say once I, that happened to me, I knew it. Come on. like a bird, wanna fly. Everything is off. Yeah, you ain't heaven no more. You ain't bird. You ain't right, right. around your neck no more. And, and so think about now when the people who come in through the doors mm -hmm. who are still being held captive, mm -hmm. you know. That, that's why you have certain people who can fall asleep in church, mm -hmm. you know, because, hey, every time they're on the street, they got to keep one eye open. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> you got to keep one eye open. That's true. Amen. Right. 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 You know, that's not the drug guy trying to sell drugs. Right. He got to keep his eyes open for the police. You right. don't look behind. Right. Because he's bound. Right. You know, once you let that thing go, I said to myself, why do you keep looking around? Make that little play now. Some people didn't get the, the back against the wall oh, thing man, now. No. <laughs> no, that's right. Did y'all remember what you were saying that? You put your back against the wall. Remember that? Right. And uh, my wife and I, we laugh about this all the time. 
there was that episode of uh, I think it was Good Times or some other movie where the guy says I, I never put my my back against a window or or something. You know, because, you know, you knew that somebody was going to ride up at any point in time. You know, and, and, and so, uh, I can't remember what year this was. This was 2001-2002 when uh, the member of uh, TLC, uh, Lisa Lopez, left eye, died. And um, I went to the funeral at Newburgh. And there was this um, music executive who she had signed to his label. And everybody said his name or knows his name, and you know I'm not going to say his name because, uh, but you know, the brother has has his reputation. Come on, say it. And and this 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 film this was I almost think this was my I almost think this was my only time there in their new sanctuary. Um, I had the perfect seat. I was up high. Uh, midway, I guess, if this, we had a level about right here between the chairs there and back. Picture perfect view of everything. Fly on the wall. And this, this brother was uh, there, went out. Chin on the shoulder, knocked out. And I, I knew just by looking, I was like, that's the best sleep he's gotten in probably 20, 30 some years. I mean, out now, out, just, just out. in the church. I mean, it was just like I'm talking about, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm talking about out, and it was just like I didn't, you know. After it was over, I didn't, didn't see him. That was, that was my only time seeing him from that distance. But you know, he was asleep now. He was asleep. That was, you can't pretend that sleep, that kind of sleep that brother got that day. No, he was in the bosom then. He was. Yeah, you know, he, <laughs> what, what, like, like John, he had his head upon Jesus' breast. <laughs> you said that, but um, you know they had this movie that just came out called American Gangster with up with um, Yesterday, yesterday, I look at the movie because the guy who he actually portrayed is still living. He's still living, yeah. They, it was interviewing him and telling about it. He said, "Man, I couldn't count money." You say, how you know I had a million dollars? You say, wait. wait yeah, yeah, I yeah. know how much a million dollars weigh? I know it. You say, what? My, I had so much fear in people that they wouldn't even have a $10,000 10, show on a million dollars. And he said, I never slept. I never stayed in one place. He said, wow. I, never, I never looked at one life as another life. Mm. Wow. It's all about the money. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. He said, now I won't be done. Just nothing wrong. I'm just mm. going to Amen. Wow. Had to weigh it. That, that, yeah, that, that's he a, that's he couldn't count weight, Jerry. He couldn't count money. He was making it, but he couldn't count. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that you know somebody's bound at that point. I mean, even even illiteracy is slavery. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you can't read or write. Yeah. And I, within the past year, I was talking to this one gentleman who worked for a railroad. And someone had talked him into uh, participating in the company stop employee stock purchase plan. Another guy called in on his behalf. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't talk to you, you know. And and you and you tell me you're not this person. And he said, well, he can't read, he can't write. All he has to do can do is make an X. And you know, as sad as I felt, it was just like you want to go to a no republic or somebody because uh, you know you turn around and take my life. You know, so. 
all of us have liberty here tonight. Amen. And that liberty that we have tonight is that we're free to come to Bible study. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're free to read our Bible like we're doing tonight, participating. There's some countries still in the world today mm. that you can't read. Right. You, know, you can't even pick up a Bible. Yeah. Right. See? So we have liberty here in, in America. Amen. In the United States. So that's yeah. what liberty is, is being free to worship. Amen. To worship our God. Yeah. Oh yes, and, and especially, you know, the eastern countries and the uh the Middle Eastern countries, you know, because they are that is their law. You know, you can't go over there looking to evangelize in the traditional fashion. Um, I mean, it's still dangerous. And you, you do have a lot of underground churches in uh, China. I mean, because they want government-sanctioned churches. And to be a government-sanctioned church, you have to raise your hand and identify yourself. Right, right. Well, let's put it like this. If you go to Italy, mm -hmm. you won't find Christians. You you will find a bunch of I mean well, I shouldn't say a bunch but you'll find uh, what is it that they have a Catholic mm. yeah. you know Man. you won't find a Baptist mm -hmm. church I mean you might you find some missionaries over there that's trying to convert mm -hmm. uh, uh, people to Christianity mm. but you don't find no you can't walk and find a Baptist church or Methodist church mm. you know wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, just to, to recap for tonight, since the evening is, we need to bring it to a close. When we talk about the Word of God, we are talking about Jesus Christ. And when we were talking about the anointing, we were talking about the, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God, which is within the Holy Spirit. And then as we were speaking of, the Old Testament and the New Testament are mirror reflections of each other. And so as, even as we are understanding God, understanding Jesus Christ, we understand that now they were there together, all three of them, from the very beginning. It was no one comes onto the scene later and then, you know, this human uh, has these strange powers that no one had seen before. No, this person was already there when, when the earth was put into orbit as it is. And one thing even, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, when, you, when you're thinking about God, many people start zooming in and zooming out at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because, you know, it's one thing to think about your own situation, but when you take a step back and start looking at the bigger picture, you start looking at earth, you start seeing Mars, Venus, all these other planets, and, and you know you can't make your situation so big that the the rest of the universe doesn't matter Be because you're you're limiting God at that point. And then to understand, understand the power of God is that when God made something happen, He did not do it by what they say. I'm going to a house not made by hand. He did it through His what? His speech through his words. 
And so anytime that we're saying something, you know, the word tells us David encouraged himself. You know, we have to speak that same word. We have to speak the same word to our own situation, to our own minds, because only through speaking the word and being within the image of God will we ever see anything manifest. And then again, too, uh, turn the tables. This is why, you know, many times we have people, uh, so many people in church, you know, you've got to pull teeth to give them to the praise God. You're praising, you're you're. You are speaking one way or the other. I'll put it that way. Either you're praising God, you're sending a, a, a positive word out, but even when you don't say anything, what your words are saying then is that anything is acceptable at that point. So you're going to plant a seed one way or the other. You're going to plant a seed. You're going to either plant a seed intentionally or you're going to let the weeds grow up by taking no action. I just heard the statement recently. Uh, say the grass may be greener on the other side, but it still needs to be cut. Mm-hmm. You know, you still got to do some work. So you got to apply the word to everything that exists within your life. And so finally, we're going we're gonna to get some questions uh, as well as some comments. What did you, anything new tonight that you uh, want to comment on? Any questions or, or something you learned tonight? And then we'll we'll wrap it up. Well, I think that when we look back, you know, probably something I know I took for granted in uh, Genesis when it said, "Let us be Emmanuel." You know, that, that kind of brought it really home to how we were thinking about different separatism of the Spirit, Christ, and God. You know, you 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 read it so many times when you were young, when you were middle aged. Kind of, you know, it's kind of solidified again. Amen. 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 I also uh, appreciate that. And, uh, when we even when we say that, when uh, the Lord, when God said, let us, mm-hmm. a lot of people that think that Jesus was sitting right here, God was sitting right here, and the Holy Spirit was sitting right there. But it was God sitting there, and He manifested mm-hmm. Jesus and the Holy Spirit at the Having a meeting with one another, <laughs> and, and, and think think of it just like water. Water has three molecules, H2O. Water be, can be found as uh, solid, ice. It can be found in liquid form, and it can be found as a gas. But it's still H2O. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Well, we hope we. Everyone got something tonight, and as I said, we, we are going through the scriptures. Don't worry about trying to write them down. Uh, we're going to give these out next week, and then at the same time, uh, we're going to continue because it's not so much of a, uh, of a process, but it's a matter of letting you see it for yourself. And when you see it for yourself, you read it for yourself, and then you hear someone else's comments and thoughts on it, that's when we all help each other to grow. Amen? Amen. Amen. We'll turn it over to our hands of our pastor. Amen. Amen. Good job. Very good. Amen. Good job tonight. I see you.